Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 129, and today we are reviewing Halloween Ends, an epic conclusion to this trilogy. And it's that time of year again, so we had to bring a special guest on for this episode. If you have been following the show for the past two years, every Halloween we've had him on, (laughs) so you already know who it is. It's Matt from Cinephiles Digest. How you doing, Matt? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me back. Keeping tradition going. Excited to talk the tradition about it. lives. <laughs> That's it true. We did. We pushed it back a little bit to keep the tradition alive, but glad we did. Going to be a good discussion on this one, um, at least based off of Matt's rating, I know. Very interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, plus some nano reviews, as usual. Going to be just a huge show, so... How's everybody doing? Uh, well, I don't have COVID anymore, so I'm doing much better. It's <laughs> good. You were, well, COVID yeah. wasn't what got you the last episode. That was Ogma <laughs> Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> I barely Certainly remember enough. recording this episode. <laughs> Someone was listening to that episode today and was like, is Jacob drunk? And I was like, oh yeah, he's plastered. <laughs> oh, I was like mini deep by that point, but I'm glad it was a question. That means they were questioning whether it really was or not. <laughs> I was very not necessarily. Yeah, like you're I not did, pregnant, right? I did preface the show by saying that I'm was a few in already. So. Yeah, I think I think that part got cut. It was like during our just conversation at the beginning, and then oh, they were like, "Is Jacob blaster or is Jacob drunk?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, for sure." Yeah, I was. I literally, I'm like, oh yeah, I did record that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it was pretty funny. The gift, that, you know, that video of the kid. And he's like, have you ever had a dream that you that that you, you that, that, yeah. it, 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 it could do whatever? They're like, that's Jacob during the Hellraiser review. I'm like, yeah, it's about. I was completely clear. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Everything I remember was perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Jacob doesn't have COVID, so all uh, all good. COVID free. Josh, just uh, watching horror movies, I assume. Yeah. Yep. Watching horror movies and trying to close on this house. So, new studio. We got a or studio V three will be coming <laughs> in the future. Can't wait. Yeah, you got a bunch of shit built up that you haven't even put up in that studio, so might as well just wait now and <laughs> put it up in the new one. Yeah. I know. And got to build like a room in the basement and like a dedicated studio because we're because we're big time you know big time now oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah big timers yeah i checked out that address and it's uh north jackson too so that'll be nice for me should should cut down the drive even more Yep. It'll be like the same. It's always the same. I, I'm just following an eight minute radius around Jacob <laughs> yeah. right now. I went south, now I'm west, now I get to go north. Yep. Then you'll move east soon. No. Hell no. <laughs> I go eight minutes that way and I'm in the wrong <laughs> wrong part of town. And uh, Matt, you're you're officially not a Florida man. I mean, I know you've moved or you've been moved for a little bit, but it's been a while since you've been on this show, so... Yeah, little, thank God. Little little too, man yeah. <laughs> a little too red for you down there? <laughs> a little too, I mean, my skin was red from the heat. The politics were red from the idiots. It was just a fucking bloodbath over there, man. I'm glad to be back in Washington, though. Um, it's been it's been nice. Still starting to get, you know, settled in. 
So building some furniture and, you know, trying to make the place cozy. But we're almost there. Just about settled in at this point. Very glad to be back in Washington, though. Next time you guys uh, visit, we'll have to all uh, have to all hang out. I'll have to make the drive down. Or maybe uh, Travis can take you guys on a excursion to Bellingham or something. Do some brewing. Yeah, maybe often. we can go north. We've only gone south of, yeah. <laughs> like, to Seattle yeah, pretty south. much. So yeah. we never got the other way. Yeah, Bellingham's yeah, pretty cool. Some, uh, Plus, Van- Vancouver is just on the other side of the border. So yeah, I was going to say, let's go to Vancouver. Vancouver that'd be cool, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know about these guys, but definitely planning a trip back uh, next summer. So be on the lookout for the dates. All right, well, we passed the bullshit. All the listeners to come to. All the listeners? Oh yeah, sure. A little meet up. Yeah. Meet up session. Uh, all great. five of you can come. <laughs> It'll be sweet. Even you, international folk. <laughs> yeah, everybody. <laughs> all our international <laughs> listeners can meet up. It's gonna be at the Buffalo Wild Wings in downtown. <laughs> you have to come through a hap- during happy hour because yeah, otherwise too expensive. <laughs> otherwise, you're not worth it. <laughs> Yeah, you buy I mean, Speed Dubs is like yeah. an an international, you know, delight uh, <laughs> embassy. So, <laughs> yeah, it's where it's where business happens. It was my favorite place in Paris <laughs> to eat for sure. <laughs> okay, well, if we're past that, then let's get into this fucking piece of shit beer that Jacob picked out. You're gonna. What's supposed to be my beer again? That that so is true, I, and it's and it's not, it's imperial and it's nitro. So, yeah. Jacob, why don't you? introduce this beer so today i i have for us a cold brew coffee pumpkin nitro imperial pumpkin ale from southern tier it's a mouthful for a name it is and of course let's see what it says about it. it's not very long meet cold brew coffee nitro the newest member of the pumpkin family taste pumpkin combined with smooth cold brew coffee Nitro adds another layer to the liquid for decadent and sensational experience. Newest. So this is obviously is new because we've had the the other one, right? I don't Just think I've had nitro. the cold brew before. God, I'm, I've had Kyle and I, I know we have. I, I have had pumpkin. pumpkin for sure. And I, we didn't like it. And I, I remember giving it to Balmer. So yeah, you're I have it. it. I have it at a uh, 325 and then a 275. So it went down. Yikes. Not so good. this one's gonna be better. It's coming I in at eight point six ABV and thirty IBU. So it's definitely got some heat to it. It's got the got a good rating. And that's literally all it says about it. So <laughs> let's crack Itch. her open and hear the weird noise. Whoa, oh my god. Told you. <laughs> Did you see that spike? God damn it. <laughs> Did I just hear somebody sucking foam? That's what it just Yeah, dude, I, was, I was just going in on this top of this beer. <laughs> so mine foamed. <laughs> mine did that for once. It's always one of you two. It's always one of you two. I know. What the fuck? It's a bit. Yeah, it's it's part of the tradition. <clears throat> All right. Cheers. Pretty good. It's good. <laughs> it is mid plus. It's like a PSL. 
but cold. <coughs> yeah, not bad. I like it. I mean, we we don't do very many nitros. Have we done a nitro on here yet? Is this the first nitro? No, we've had we've had a nitro before, I think. Are you sure? <laughs> Look it up. I'm gonna say it. This is the first nitro we've had on the show. And no, it's probably not. But it does have it's kind of nice to have that like creaminess from the nitro added to the coffee. Kind of makes it more milky tasting, like a latte almost. <coughs> there is no word nitro in in the episode list. There we go. At least we didn't put it in the description at, at all. Hmm. Okay. But I think we would. And so yeah, is this better um, or worse for you, Kyle? Well, it's better than pumpkin, but it's still... Still doesn't match I don't Warlock know. for me. Yeah, I think Warlock's like, better. Is Warlock part of the pumpkin family? No, Warlock so. is from... Um, it's the same it's Southern tier. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what we're thinking. It's of. just like a chocolate stout pumpkin ale thing oh wait mm-hmm. it is the pumpkin is. recipe so i guess it is but that's like stout oh, style so this is not this right. is still just i An guess ale. a pumpkin ale yam pumpkin yeah, yeah, so yam pumpkin beer yeah beer so does warlock though warlock says the same thing and it's not <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't say it just says pumpkin in the, just you know the title. So I think that it has to to be like Booty Rangers are all, mm-hmm. Booty Ranger blank. True, that's true. Well, <clears throat> it. I think it's getting better. I like it. <laughs> I do like it. I, it's definitely. I'd rather just have pumpkin, maybe, but I would rather definitely have warlock. But I don't. I think it's good. It is good. I'll hold off on judgment. Full judgment until I drink some more, but it's not my favorite. Now, Matt, you're a big fan of pumpkin, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it. Um, I, I like prefer it. Night Owl, but I was going to say we yeah. still haven't I had. I know you like favorite. pumpkin beers. I do. do you yeah, I mean, they're kind of hard to it's do illusion. well, but yeah, I'm drinking a Night Owl right now. Oh hell yeah! You guys can probably find them out there. I mean, I could find I've them in Florida. It. I remember looking when you recommended it, like uh, last year or the year before. We were talking about it during Halloween, and I I still haven't seen it. I don't think. Weird. Do you guys find other like Elysian stuff besides uh, Space Dust out in Michigan? I think so. Now, there's a Space Dust one, and then what's the one with the fucking? It's orange, has the the monolithic head on it. It's like their night. It's like their hazy IPA. What's that thing called? Yeah, we just featured it, didn't we? I think so, yeah. Contact Haze, I think. Yeah, Contact yeah, yeah, yeah. Haze. Yeah. Uh, that was one that we had to do with Travis because it was easy for him to find. Jacob, you're going to have to get it at Total Wine for us. They have it at Total Wine. As what? of September 22nd. In What's Arbor, your zip so code? What's it? Give me, give me a Michigan 4923. 19203? No, no, no. 49203. <laughs> Four nine two three. Cause they've got like a beer tracker on their uh, on their website where you can like search for a specific beer and it'll tell oh, it's you like if super it's, uh... liquor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's at fucking. Well, we just started getting like, I mean, other beers, like Drecker and 
there's a couple other ones that were never you couldn't find before and now you can but elysian yeah it's always been just like their most popular beers at least yeah, I'm not getting any hits. <clears throat> not getting any hits. I think you guys are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard out here. <laughs> it is. Uh, hard out here for a pimp. How did I just get a pumpkin patch? Was it for 2022? Yeah. I don't know. Well, cool. Yeah. Anything else on uh, pumpkin nitro? Cold brew coffee? Yeah, what's uh, crushability? Yeah, crushability. Um, <laughs> One out of five. <laughs> Kyle, get real. Okay, two, two out of five. That's better. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about two, two. Yeah, I was gonna say like two and a half, three. Oh. It's pretty sweet. Jacob, every beer is a three plus for you. <laughs> every beer is a three plus for me. I said two and a half, three. Okay. We've had like fourteen percent styles that Jacob drinks in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't enjoy drinking it that quickly. Okay. <laughs> quit doing it. I'm like, ugh, this is terrible to drink this quickly. I regret this. Sounds about right. Yeah, not very crushable. All right, Kyle, you can move on now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can get to your movie part now. All right, sweet. Well, if we're ready to move on, we're talking Halloween Ends. Uh, Halloween Ends is directed by David Gordon Green. It is written by uh, Paul Brad Logan, Chris Bernier, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matichek, uh Rohan Campbell, Will Patton, and a few others. Plot synopsis reads, The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in the final installment of this trilogy. What did you guys think of Halloween Ends? I'm a bit torn. Because I think I mostly enjoyed it. But at the same time, thinking about it in like this trilogy it doesn't make any sense like this trilogy it might as well have been like three separate completely different movies because they don't flow at all together to me you have like the first one where it's like an homage then you have the second one with this weird spirit thing and then the third one is like i have no idea how it connects but overall it went pretty quickly for me i didn't I thought it looked pretty good. I liked the sound, but I just thought it was it felt weird in the context of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um I actually liked it quite a bit. Um I feel like it did get um back to the somewhat roots of the first one. It didn't it's not as good as the twenty eighteen or even in the same breath, I'd say, but I think it's leaps and bounds better than kills. And kills was just I don't know what the hell that was, but this one, even Jacob and I went and saw it together and even live in the theater. We were just like, what the hell happened <laughs> to number two? Like why it the, the quality felt different. The entire approach just was thrown off. It's thrown out, uh, thrown out the window. And this one at least felt like he listened to yeah. some reception and feedback that a lot of the fans and a lot of the critics were, were saying that the second one did not do so. That was nice to see. Saw some uh, Halloween three um, homages in terms of like the font and I uh, like the the pumpkins of each movie was at the beginning of it, so you kind of saw all the iterations of that. And um, yeah, could you was it <laughs> a great movie? No, was it a cinematic masterpiece? Not even close. But I think it was a lot of fun. Kills were were back to one on one kills versus. <laughs> 
you know, fucking <laughs> the town attacking you. the town attacking you. Um, did it break its own storyline rules? Maybe. <laughs> did it break its own rules? Maybe, but I think I think it did a decent job of somewhat explaining how or why that is. Um, so yeah, overall, I was pretty high on it, and um, definitely gotta get the gotta get the box set. 4K box set when it comes out. Okay, based off of those responses, uh, I'm going to shoot it over to Matt, and then I will say my thoughts last. <laughs> oh, man, this guy can't wait to take a dump on this. Yeah, thing. he's going to say <laughs> one star. He's leaving Kyle's corner for the entire yeah. thing. He wants the corner to be separate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit um i was higher on kills than y'all were um yeah just out of curiosity have you guys revisited kills since no nope. watched the first nope, time but i i'm watching nope. the i really didn't want to i'm watching the 2018 <laughs> one tonight and then i plan on watching kills tomorrow nice so i got another rewatch in of both of the first two installments of the trilogy um, and I will say, you know, I liked kills even more on a rewatch. I think there's, you know, there's problems with it, but overall I've been a big fan of this trilogy. So I was very much hyped on ends and I think it's very interesting that, so I can't remember which one of you said that it seemed like David Gordon Green was like listening to like feedback and like critics. I kind of had the opposite response. I kind of feel like he made a Halloween movie that nobody was asking for in a lot of ways. And I kind of admire it for that. Sure. Um, I can see that. Yeah. I felt like fans were going to hate this movie. A lot. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fans do hate this movie and it's, (laughs) and I totally get that. Like without being too specific, I can see like as a conclusion to like the Laurie Strode saga, I can see why people would be disappointed, but just going into it, like the first 30 minutes I was like, okay, I don't really know what the fuck I'm watching, but I am loving this so far just because it was not at all the movie I was expecting going in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that it goes for that I'm not a huge fan of uh, specific moments that I think don't work, but overall, kind of the tone that it takes and it's kind of, I mean, all of these movies are kind of approaching trauma from different directions. So this one is kind of exploring that concept even further and also having like a degree of separation, like time wise from the first two movies. So it's, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on and I do enjoy the pacing of it a lot. It's not a perfect movie by any means, but I would say I found it to be a satisfying conclusion to the trilogy. I still think the first one's my favorite, um, oh, and yeah. I did enjoy Kills more on a rewatch. But overall, I think these are, in a franchise that is full of shitty movies with a few <laughs> kind of gems sprinkled throughout, um, I think these three are some of the strongest in the franchise. And I do admit that it's a low bar to clear. I say that as a huge Halloween fan, but like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a low bar to clear. But I do think overall, I was pretty satisfied with uh, how it came to an end. Okay, so I think that what you're like, what Josh was saying about the whole David Gordon Green taking like feedback into account. Yeah, I'm kind of with Matt. I think it's 
the opposite of that. I'm not really sure what parts um, Josh was referring to, um, but like in terms of the conclusion and like the beginning and everything, I was also on board for a decent amount of the movie. It wasn't like blowing me away, but the fact that it was going to go in a new direction or like a different direction and use this, you know, this kid as, um, as like the new source of evil or whatever, I'll try to stay as spoiler free as possible, but it doesn't end up like committing to that. I feel like it wants to have its cake and eat it too, because in the end we get like, we get the conclusion that everybody saw coming or that everybody wanted. And I wish it kind of would have, would have zigged when you were expecting it to zag, you know? So I just feel like it, like the conclusion wasn't satisfying. The, the whole plot wasn't like, it wanted to go this direction, but then felt like it had to go in another direction. So then that was unsatisfying. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis, I feel like isn't really in it that much. And it kind of is a betrayal, not like a betrayal of her character, but it's so the opposite of everything that this trilogy has like built her up to be. It's just weird. Like it's not like totally all over the place, but as a trilogy, it is like, I feel like every movie is so different and yeah, what Kills does, that could have been interesting, but that didn't pay off. And it doesn't do anything to like retcon that or fix that here. It just is, I don't know, it's it's really weird. And the fact that I think everybody knows this, so it's not a spoiler that Michael Myers really isn't in it that much. That's like the worst part about this because they don't commit to that, you know, to that, the new evil or whatever. So these kills and everything, they just, I didn't really see anything like cool or, or new here for Halloween. I thought the, the kills and kills was better. Uh, like the violence and stuff. And he's at least the face of that movie. Whereas this is like just a toned down version of that. I feel like, so I didn't really like it. I, I can see like where it being, it's, it's new, it's fresh and people appreciating that about it. And I haven't seen all of the sequels of the original, like, Matt was saying there's a lot of turds in this franchise. I haven't seen anything past two. I've seen Halloween and Halloween two and then these three and that's it. So, but I'm not comparing it against those. I'm comparing it against, you know, every movie like I do with every movie. So no free passes. Sorry. I I mean, I, I see where you guys are coming from in terms of no fan service, but then you did just counteract that by saying, give us the end that all the fans wanted. No, no, I didn't say no fan service. Fan I was just saying, service. like, what were you talking about? Were you, you said so, it, it so seemed the, like he listened to the fans. What what about this movie was him? Yeah, so to the fans? when we said when um when I did the review last year of Kills, the best part about Michael Myers is his stalking capabilities and his never ending walk towards something. When he wants to kill it, he's gonna kill it. Whereas Kills, he went overkill. He was stabbing the lady with like 10 different yeah, knives nice. like that's not that's not michael myers that's you know that this is like some weird like once the person's dead they're done they're over he's over it like they're dead it's over i'm going on to the next kill michael myers never did overkill so when he did in halloween kills that's exactly what it was then he did these weird like he fought off like 10 different people like that's not what i like what i like seeing as a fan of the series as well, borderline super fan. Um, uh, I want to say borderline. I am a super fan of the Halloween movies and all the best ones. 
and even even kills like kills was the only one that i can think of off the top of the head that was well other than three but that was so off kilter of what michael myers is as a killer that it just completely kind of drew me away from the experience of the movie where this one you get the methodical i mean it's not he's not in it as often but that's purposeful neither is laurie and that's kind of like the the town is moving on life is moving on and these two people are kind of just fading to the background as kind of people are moving on and experiencing their life and and things like that so i think what with them being in the background while it might not work for a lot of people i enjoyed it because you know it kind of gave a breath of fresh freshness to it while still keeping what i look for in this series so that's kind of what i what i was saying like when he when he went away from the overkills and the fighting off and all of that this one returns with those similar kills even even the um pupil was following what michael would do and the, and the michael ta- quote unquote taught him how to kill which wasn't what we saw in kills halloween kills sure but the what you just said too the whole town moving on thing let's let's get into plot holes right away that makes no fucking sense. Like it was literally a year ago. They're gonna move on, and Lori's gonna like try to live a normal life now. When she was, I thought it was like years ago. It was. I think it was. It was like four, was, like three or four years. Okay, three or four years yeah. ago. Whatever. She spent twenty five years in between, or thirty years in between the yeah, other movies. Still she alive. lived like fucking GI Jane, locked up in she was still alive before he was in a mental hospital. Now he's on the loose, I, and she just is like, oh yeah, saying. whatever. But then, then when wasn't it the other assumption that he was dead and kills? No, no. no. Remember, they, they all they watched him get away. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they address that explicitly in the movie. Like she, I mean, it's kind of there are several like kind of monologue scenes that that Lori has in this movie. But pretty early on, she addresses the fact that she just like you know got tired of being afraid and decided that you know. She basically had wasted her life being scared of this man. Yeah, 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 and she's yeah. not going to let her remaining years like be influenced by him. So it's like she was explicit about like why there was such a big character turn in those years. And I think that's setting the stage for what the movie is exploring after that point, because you have to establish like what these characters are doing and, you know, what point of their lives they're at. Um, so I would push back against that being, a plot hole and i would also push back a little bit against like saying Lori doesn't have much screen time like i don't have the numbers to back it up she was on but i think she was i would she might even have more screen time in this movie than the first halloween if you think about it like she's i understand that like she her character is not like the a plot point but she's in it a lot. I mean, she's barely in kills and she might actually be on screen more in this one than she is in Halloween 2018. But I, one of my favorite things about the movie is like her character and how she's actually given more to do. And we get to see a different side to her. And obviously, you know, as shit hits the fan, like she kind of regresses a little bit, but I think that's all intentional. And I think from like a character standpoint i think this is by far the strongest of the three of the three movies 
definitely more so than kills. The character <laughs> character yeah. development was the weakest aspect of kills for sure. So I like that this was kind of a return to exploring, you know, the emotional state of these characters and kind of being survivors of traumatic violence, like how it impacts them and their relationships with one another. Like, I think that's where the movie really excels for me. Yeah. She takes on this, you know, the role of the mother in this one. And I guess they explore that a little bit in the original one with Judy Greer. Uh, But I see what you're saying about how that how that's explored and how she doesn't want to live that way, but I guess it just seems unlikely that with them knowing that he's on the loose that it would be so lackadaisical and and yeah that's I guess it's a nitpick at this point, but I mean doesn't it I mean it towards the end she's like expecting him. So do you think that her well, gears yeah, just after shift, like things thinking, start happening, I think she she's knows thinking clearly. Well, clearer, at one point she, yeah, I mean, there's one point where she know it's like revealed that she knows more than, I guess, we thought, right? Or is it what Corey thought? Anyway, doesn't. Either way, I don't know. I thought the ending of Halloween Kills made it seem like he was just actually like almost imaginary. He was just the evil inside of everybody and they destroyed the evil so that they could move on. And he was more of this like spiritual presence versus like an actual physical being like he was in all the other Halloweens, which is what I hated yeah. <laughs> about it. I'm like, that's why he didn't die. Right. When the whole town like stabbed him, it's because he, you can't like kill evil. You have to like forgive and forget about it. <laughs> and that's why they moved on. Steep yeah. shit, but then I they go against it. that <laughs> in this movie. Like, so I, I'm that's sure if I'm you saying, want to Halloween what... kills the ugly stepchild, then that's fine. But at least try to stay. Yeah, consistent that's what I was saying. Like, that's no, what I, I was think saying. It's... They don't aren't consistent because, like, the first one, he was the old Michael Myers, like just an homage to the old ones, and then the second, he was just actually this evilness within people <laughs> within the town. And that's why he lives on because he lives in the heart, the evil in the heart. And then this one, he was just a person again. who was, you know, so I, I don't yeah. get spoiler. Yeah. But, yeah. Can we, can we get in? Yeah. Can we get into the nitty gritty? Uh, yeah, sure. So spoilers from cool. here on so, out. If you're interested in Halloween kills streaming on Peacock, check it out. Um, so I think that they do a pretty good job of explaining what happened as, cause obviously He's gone for a short amount or a extended amount of time. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. The nitro. Um, and he's obviously old and battered and not See, who yeah. he is. And that's why I felt like could, he's human again. Cause he's yeah, like, cause he's hurt. He's old. Like how old is he? And he's been he's, stabbed. He so was many 20, times. 21 in 78, I think. Yeah. So he's like really old now and he's battered and beat up. And now it's like, Oh, Okay, he he's a person again. He's not the evil within the hearts of the town. He he's just a guy who's right. Crazy. So this I think this could go. You could see this two ways as more of like a metaphorical way, and then more of a 
He's weak because Logical. the town doesn't care about him anymore. That would be, yeah, because he's not as much of a threat. <laughs> so he doesn't. Santa Claus? Like, what are you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I that feel. Evil <laughs> toothpaste. This is making it worse. worse. Right, you're not making no, no, no. Up anymore. no, no, no. I'm not. This isn't the way that I think. This yeah, is, no, but this I see is where just you're like yeah. if you, you wanted to, like, yeah. yeah, if you yeah. wanted to, in the same vein of kills, you could say, Oh, the town's forgiving the evil and they're kind forgetting of forgetting about, about him, so he's losing strength, on. which would be corny, but you could see it that way. That's what I felt about the kills. other way. You could say, This is a physical human and he's just beaten down he got stabbed and it actually did hurt him and he's obviously he's, he's a superhuman yeah but he's not invincible and those stab actually stab wounds and all the things actually physically injured him and then he reclused himself pennywise um, and <laughs> gonna and have to the, if you remember kills i mean it's basically impossible for any normal human to live through that what's that superhuman yeah, okay, that's so why it I, still I, it is. Uh, there's still be. supernatural shit or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's. If you've seen the other ones, he's gone through a lot. Um, well, the, okay, yeah, but the other films too. So, and he's old. This was supposed to be. A, this was really supposed to retcon all of those. This was happens right after two, right? So, like two, at least ends in a ambiguous way where yeah, he could survive that. It's not that unlikely. Kills ends in a way where it's like okay, this is like. Some supernatural yeah. being that can't That's die. That's what I hated about kills because it always, like, even though it's obviously completely unbelievable, it was kind of believable that he could do all this. And then kills just killed that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, he's just some evil spirit being who's immortal and can take so much. He's always been supernatural. I mean, the first one, he takes six bullets to the chest and lives. The first one. So, I mean, it's yeah, always kind of, kind of the start of it. That's why being superhuman. I well, that's why, like, the kills thing, him being, like, unkillable didn't bother me that much because it's known that the shape is just pure evil, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, that that was, it was a bad movie regardless, but, like, how he, the the fact that he doesn't die didn't bother me. It's the fact that now they're going to this realm of, like, sure, just throw him in a meat grinder and it'll be fine. And, like, the, what I thought was going to happen, this also would have been corny, but this was my, like watching it. Here's my thought was that he was like passing the shape the into Corey. Yeah. And like yeah. he was going to be the new Michael Myers. And then like that's what made him vulnerable and able to die. But then, oh, that doesn't happen because Corey also dies. Like, yeah, I was really confused. Well, by he, that, that he had scene where he, he picks him up and like looks him in his eye and then like <laughs> the flashes. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Well, it wasn't even that. It was when Corey got stabbed in the neck. He and then, like, he was dead, right? And then all of a sudden, he wasn't dead. And then he just snapped his neck. I'm like, what the fuck was even the point of this character then for the whole time? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He we was, wasted he so was much like of the, the movie on this character. He was like, he was supposed to be like the, the person to, like, the shepherd to bring people to Michael Myers so he could kill more to get back to strength because his first kill, you could see him getting some type of strength back. But. The guy just fell in love with the kill itself, and then tried becoming his own Michael Myers because he stole like the helmet. He was getting the power though, because like even Laurie, she was like looked, and he's just standing there. You know, he just was acting exactly like Michael Myers. So yeah, like, oh, and they were they were the even pointing things out like time. Yeah, they're yeah. like, they're like well, he, he is evil. Like, he looks evil. 
And like, I didn't get it either. Like Corey was able to like push him off and stuff. And yeah, he could still like lift people up with one arm. That was after he got the kill. I thought that was the like first kill he did though. No, he killed the guy. He oh, killed guess. that. Uh, oh, I guess, I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah. Airtight. Yeah. <laughs> so he's beat down and battered but he can still regain strength from getting kills yeah he's that's that's like a he he lives that's his i health. mean i haven't think seen of his health so it's like his health say whatever bar. i'm like oh okay that's been the thing the whole time it's like uh <laughs> fucking moira life drain. yeah i get it <laughs> takes a life of the others and yeah it's like uh vampires sucking blood and ga- regaining youth yeah he, his kills give him increase his health. Yeah, then you get into some again, like trying to put rules on it or trying to think, figure it out. It you're just adding like it doesn't make sense. So I'm not gonna try to. But the Corey thing, like what I saw or thought was that he was the new outlet for like the town's like anger or whatever, or like they yeah. want to place like this evil on something, but then that kind of undermines the whole moving on, you know, story of getting past Michael Myers. Like then they just well, they were. immediately chase well, after I this kid. And that could have shown it's like a cyclical thing. Like, yeah, you move on from one and then another bad thing happens. I mean, like but they're trying to do this in one movie. Like that's what, yeah, again, I, that's like what this whole trilogy it makes sense with this trilogy. Yeah. It's not even a trilogy. It's like three separate, completely separate movies that are in the same timeline. Like they have like three completely separate stories and like feelings, <laughs> honestly. Like they're so different feeling. Watch uh, the other 12. Well, yeah. yeah but, I, and then I it mean, makes. Or the other 10, I guess. It makes each of them kind of unsatisfying. It, besides the first, the first is fun. I don't think it's like great or anything, but it's. Oh, well, it's, it's great. great. It, it is, is great. fucking yeah. great. <laughs> okay. Well. It's, it's better than these so two well. for sure. <laughs> yeah, so um, I will say there were two like as far as the whole like Corey thing and it kind of being a red herring like I've seen a lot of pushback about the Corey storyline and you know fans being pissed that like you know Lori and Michael get sidelined up until the last like 10 minutes but like the only like kind of cringe moments with the Corey thing for me anyway, were that scene where they're like wrestling and he like takes the mask from him. And that's what I was saying. Like, how was he able to just do that so easily if he already had some powers back at that point? I don't have a problem with him taking the mask. Like, I think that's kind of essential for where the movie goes, but just the way the way it was, it was filmed. Like, I don't know. It it was, it didn't look great to me. And the whole, like, them going on kills together thing. Like I would have been fine if he was just like bringing people to the sewer so that Michael could kill them. That would be fine. But him like being like, show me how to do it, Michael, show me how. And them like going <laughs> to the house. Like that stuff. Like those are the things that stood out to me as like being corny and really didn't work for me outside of those moments. Like I, I liked what it was going for with the whole, you know, I mean, it's, these movies are not like they're, they're using very broad strokes, right? So like, it's all very on the nose. And I think in this movie, as far as like, it's what it's trying to explore, 
for like the trauma of the town or whatever like it's trying to show explicitly that like evil doesn't die like you can't kill evil it changes shape like a lot of that stuff comes from Lori's book or whatever as she's like monologuing which is kind of corny right but it's like that's where the themes are going to be explored I guess is Lori monologuing but I didn't I like the idea of it it was just some of the execution I wasn't a huge fan of but like everything from the like the score the way it was filmed, like the, um, it kind of felt like vintage David Gordon Green as far as like some of his early works, like the character exploration and the, um, like especially some of the motorcycle scenes where Corey oh, yeah. and, um, I can't remember the granddaughter's name, the one, Andy, Allison. Uh, Allison, Allison, yes, where they're like riding around on the motorcycle and you just kind of see like Corey's progression. Like I love his arc. It just felt a little unsatisfying, like you said, Kyle, to just like kill him off so that you can get to the climax that everyone has been waiting for. Like, Mm -hmm. I get it and I get why it had to be done that way, but it did feel a little unsatisfying to like commit basically 70% of your runtime, 75% of your runtime to this like story only to like kill off that character and immediately back, in such uh, an you know. unsatisfying way yeah yeah and then just have michael and Lori fight each other like but like as far as the inconsistencies with with michael like i like i'm i do think it's attempting to be metaphorical in the sense that kills is like the whole thing is like mass hysteria, right? And mob mentality. So that's like the height of the Michael Myers hysteria. And so the town at that point thinks, you know, they're just going to mob him and kill him, but he can't, it's, I don't think it's an insinuating that he is like some supernatural being. Like I know there is some sort of line where they say like, you know, he's not just a man, like he can't be killed by normal means, but I don't, I don't, I don't take that literally. I take that as like, the town is at the height of its mass hysteria and he's gaining power from that. So when he's being beaten down in the street and stabbed and hit with baseball bats, like he is able to like escape and, you know, leave a bunch of bodies in his wake. And then in this movie, he's, you know, been living in the sewers, eating rats and like, you know, killing the random homeless person here and there, I guess, you know, just basically trying to stay alive. And it's just trying to explore this notion of like, like generational trauma and like cycles of trauma and how Michael has never really been anything other than, you know, a man. So for him to just be, you know, carried like Christ over people's heads and then thrown into a, a grinder, like <laughs> it was a little the crucifixion of Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> thrown on top, like a fucking, like, like game, like a deer. That crunch. Yeah, that honestly, Fine. Like I thought him. she was gonna like jump in with him or something. What, that yeah, was what gonna, she did? I thought she was like because she was in there, and I'm like, oh, is this how it's gonna end? They both have to die together, and that's like the end of the series. But no, it's just he just gets Kyle just wanted gonna, him to like fuck. Oh, I was, I was well, saying you know, okay. she would like confess her love for him. They like fuck, and then they okay. get that that's, would have been good. That is a note I wanted because that was also a thing it was trying to point out right that Allison and Corey were actually. That's why they all of a sudden were just in love for no reason. Like they, she just like w- was trying so hard to be with him. Oh yeah, because, their like, chemistry was supposed to be like, weird. <laughs> yeah, 
and it was like supposed to be like a mirror of Lori and uh, the shape. And she actually <laughs> is in love yeah, with him. Pretty good. That's felt like that's what I was trying to say, like point out because Lori even talks about it like multiple times. She's like, you know, like she like mentions that, like, I forgot what she actually, like her actual line is, but she does talk about how it's, she's like obsessed with, everyone says she's obsessed with Michael Myers, that she's like obsessed with him. And then all of a sudden Allison is like kind of obsessed with Corey and it's just like, they're drawn to these dark evil who are going around killing people, but then it like goes nowhere with that. I don't think that's what it was going for. Like for me, it was just like, you know, I mean, it's just He's trauma. The boy. Like they both, yeah. well, they both have been through like horrible traumatic experiences and they sure, feel like trauma. they're the only two people in that whole town that would understand each other. So it's, and that's, that's very common even in, in real life with psychology, like people bonding over trauma and like gravitating towards each other. Even if there's not that much in common with one another, feeling like you have a common ground because you have this kind of shared experience. Like I didn't have a problem with them like falling in love so quickly. I think the whole Lori thing, like drawing parallels, I think was more so just saying like, I mean, she says it explicitly. She's like, I see in his eyes the same evil that i see in michael's eyes it's just trying yeah. to show that there's like it's not that there's something special about michael it's just saying that like evil exists and when you see it you know it. and she's just trying to like warn her against repeating this cycle of of violence and falling for you know this evil entity not falling for in a romantic see story. there it was getting getting wrapped up in like cycles <laughs> of violence, you know I mean? in like obsessing over it I, that was more so what i think it was going for rather than like trying to draw a direct parallel between allison and Corey's Corey. relationship and michael and Lori's relationship there's actually going to be a fourth installment halloween loves <laughs> halloween fox I am in. <laughs> um, that's the porn version uh, yeah Another obvious thing that it's trying to go for is the that obviously with the cold open like this, the thing that happens with Corey is purely accidental and the town turning like the town turns him into like this, like is what manifests that evil within him kind of. But like he was innocent and like, I don't know, it's just it's weird that the town is what turns him like into this being but then there's no redemption for him and like there's no real yeah, consequence like to the town yeah. yeah like there should be more there's like if that's what like with the the kills too with the mob mentality thing obviously that's like a bad thing that's a bad thing to have and that's bad and <laughs> there is never like a, a a thing where like the town gets its you know just desserts it's like okay cory ends up paying for this even though like he was you know, innocent. He was just trying to get through life, and like they years and years of this abuse like turned him into this. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like they never. I feel like that's not explored enough in I'm, both even of the these movies where the they kid who died said he was like he realized he's a good kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't he know. I mean, I I think there's some insinuation that he wasn't always this like perfect kid i mean the relationship with his mother seems pretty pretty fucked up you know what i mean like i know it tries to kind of 
like the movie kind of wants to have its cake and eat it too and that it's trying to portray him as this golden boy who is turned into a monster by circumstance and the people in this small town. But I do think it's also trying to not be that black and white and just show that like anyone under the right circumstances could be corrupted, I think is kind of more of what it's going for. But it could, it's not that he was perfect. Well, you could say that same thing with him being perfect. You could have that same exact message, like him being perfect and turning evil would kind of even fortify that like that well any it could happen to anybody like the whole like his the family thing the family dynamic we don't really see what hap- what that's like until after like the time skip so you know maybe even she feels this way like she is unsure about the the truth of what happened that night and she kind of you know goes from like a loving mother to this you know asshole or whatever so uh, who knows what like his ho- family life and stuff was like before that it's just all going back to like them introducing like new characters and new ideas like in every movie just like makes it feel unconnected as a trilogy and i think each movie kind of suffers from that and to what degree i don't know yet but does anyone else have anything else to say on halloween ends you killed it kyle (laughs) You said everything that needed to be said. Um, everything in my head, I think. You guys have anything else? I don't think Movie so. Rules. Did you guys see that David Gordon Green is apparently going to be doing the same thing, but to the, to Exorcist, the Exorcist franchise? Kill I me. did see that, yeah. yeah really? I don't know about that. <laughs> now he's going I want in, this like... guy to go back to making like Prince Avalanche and shit, you know? Like, just, like <laughs> kind of twee like, fantasy too. character dramas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but movie rules. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like now, like after all this reception, I feel like he's going to kind of go in like wanting to skewer these beloved franchises. Like, because what you were saying too, like with the the reception and everything, he kind of went in with this one and said like, fuck you, I'm going to make the movie that is nobody is expecting or nobody make. wanted. <laughs> and I think that's causing some people to have the, you know, the opposite effect and love it. And then I'm not even like a a huge fan of the series. So I don't know, you know, like it's not that, yeah, fans do hate this movie, but like, that's not why I dislike it. So I think it's going to be reevaluated like 10 years from now. Like I, so Rob Zombie's Halloween too kind Mm -hmm. of went through a similar thing where it's like it was universally (laughs) shit on and then people like now it has its fans i still think that movie is absolute dog shit and one of the worst movies i've ever seen but i think this movie is gonna have a similar watch that (laughs) it's gonna be reevaluated by certain sectors of the fan base i think and it'll it'll 10 years kind of (laughs) 10 10 years matt we'll have you back back on the show (laughs) and you can you can write your wrongs that you're about to commit here okay no, I'm just going to say I've been on the right side of history from the beginning is what I'm saying. <clears throat> All right. Well, speaking of history, let's turn this review into history. What are you going to rate it out of five stars? <laughs> Segway, Kyle. Well, that's, a, that's a classic Jacob connection right there. Mm, Jacob, you also didn't connect. Well, you, you never connected this beer, beer to the movie either. So uh, I did have a connection. Do you, it has a pumpkin on it. As like the symbol of the Halloween movies is a jack-o'-lantern, and there's a jack-o'-lantern on this. So, and he's the 
King of Evil. Boom. Good job. Huge connection. All right. What are we saying on uh, Halloween Ends out of five stars? I gave it a three. I'm giving it a four. I am four a light. Well. I am a light two. <laughs> Jesus. Isn't that what you give the last? Halloween one? Kills is also a two. Maybe maybe mm. a, a normal two, though. Because I, I need. No, you liked it better? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Oh, I'd have to rewatch it. Honestly, I don't really remember anything about Halloween Kills except for the hospital scene and the end. It's and literally about that's what, Oh, and Big John and Little John. You're saying it's better already? Best Best characters. Honestly, this movie is escaping my memory already also. I mean, I watched this on Sunday, (laughs) but like, are are these movies memorable at all? No. Yes. False. Yes, very memorable. (laughs) I want to kill rules. You guys got to watch it again. I know. I'm going to rewatch it again tomorrow. It's really fun. I mean, it's a a stupid, dumb fucking movie, but it's really fun. (laughs) Yeah, what I was thinking, I was thinking this the other day, like now that I know what it's going to be, I think it could... Yeah, like, that definitely helps. Sometimes. It was so. It was such a slap in the face when he first watched it. I was. It gave you just su- such a because you're coming off of the 2018 version. So yeah, that right that makes sense. Now you know what to expect, but mm-hmm. that still yeah. shouldn't matter. Shouldn't matter at all. Biggest body count in the whole movie. Homeboy <clears throat> takes out like six firefighters. I know. That was so bad. Actually, that's that, why, that, that that's why I probably like it more. It's bad, but great. Yeah. It's it's Michael unchained, unhi- unhinged. <laughs> that's true. We needed Michael Myers to be fatter. Fat, like fat Russell Crowe and unhinged. If fat Michael Myers was a thing, that would be huge. They just got yeah, super I'm... fat just eating rats and just like <laughs> no, no. super Not for, ends. for four years. It he, was, he was actually just eating uh, homeless people. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, from, the, from the start, he got like fat in the psych ward because he ate like everybody's desserts all the time. Now he's on the loose. I would That's watch the that. movie we need to see yet next. What happened in those 40 years he was in the mental hospital? Halloween <laughs> Halloween feeds. It's just a drama. <laughs> Halloween eats. <laughs> okay. uh, speaking of, bring it back to the Rob Zombie, though, real quick. I did think that those Michael Myers were like some of the dopest ones. Because he was like a six foot eight actor. Oh. So he just felt like larger than life. Yeah, he was like six a foot freak eight. of nature, literally. Yeah, he was fucking massive. Yeah, I gotta rewatch yeah, those too. It got the presence. His presence is about the only thing those movies did right. Yeah, I I didn't hate him. I think I gave him both three and a half. Oh, woof. You did give it three and a <laughs> half, did I? Yeah, I just looked. Okay. Matt's pissed. Okay. Um, <laughs> Matt, are you bouncing out? Uh, I was planning on it, but if I recall the last time, doesn't some weird shit happen where? If you leave before you like end the episode, like you can't end it and save it or something. Didn't we run oh, into that God. one time on here? So you want to just turn off your mic and stay in the room? Yeah, just turn off your mic. And, yeah, yeah, that'll work. I could do that, and then uh, I'll just uh, I'll close it, I guess, when I get back. Um, sure. Uh, if you don't need your computer for anything, you guys will even be here when I get back. I'll probably only be gone for like an hour and a half. So. <clears throat> Oh God! I hope we're not here. Guys got a ton uh, to talk not. about. I'll be back. No. All right. Well, I'll we're just turn my Josh mic short. off, and I'll just be in the room. But uh, thank you guys for having me. Okay. Thanks Bye. for joining. Of course. Talk to you later. Bye. Peace. See ya.
All right, so Matthew, peace out. Thanks for joining us, Matt. We are going to move on to some nano reviews. Josh, I know you have quite a bit. Do you want to kick us off and only talk about the ones that you really want to talk about? At least at length. Yeah, yep, you can mention yep. them, but... Yep, no, I only wanted to really talk about two. Okay. So, you know, um, give, give first, the other ones a shout out if you want, but... Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll mention them, but... All right, sweet. Um, first... Um, I rewatched Blair Witch Project. Hadn't seen it in about 10 years, probably. Um, I've actually never seen it. Really? Because <laughs> like, I heard it was the, the opening and then I fell asleep. <laughs> I heard it's like the birth of like found footage and I don't like found footage. I want to say that Kyle and I, well, the first time I watched it was with you, Kyle. Nope. And you fell asleep. Oh, no? maybe I might have. Okay. If I fell asleep, then that that might be true. But I felt I watched it like two or three years ago, and I fell asleep after the first like half hour. So I could have maybe it was. Johnny. I did like I what I I liked what I saw. Time. Like four found footage, I think it's done well. And there's like a yeah, there there's like an angle to it that I personally find like intriguing. So it it can hook you, but yeah, I, I still haven't seen the whole thing. I've all, I've seen the ending obviously like online a hundred times. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's um I mean I I do like found footage quite a bit. I know Kyle doesn't and Jacob is just uh, don't mad about it. Yeah, yeah, but um I'm I always think I mean you got some of the greats like Wreck. Um Quarantine was I, really I good. I loved recording. Um but Rec, it kind of got into a a fad for a minute like paranormal that. went too far. Like the first couple I like but then right. Just kept going. Um and this is like the the magnus opus of the it's the, it's the first daddy. It's like the first. It and is the first. I old, think. I, I'm pretty sure it is, and it's like the. It came out in '99, I think. Yeah, '99. So, um, just in terms of like, it's a very, it's a historic, legendary movie, and it just it broke a lot of barriers, and that's that alone. Um, it does have some cool aspects to it. The acting actually feels very real, very legit. Yeah, real. Like these are nobodies, and. I don't even think they've ever been in, or they, I'm sure they've been in something else, but um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know anything else that they're in. Um, so that was really cool. And then it just like you, the movie relies on a lot of your imagination. That's the Adam Wingard version. Yeah. He was, <laughs> she was in. Oh, she was in. It? Oh, yeah. nice. Um, yeah. It, it relies a lot of your imagination because, a lot of the flack that this gets is there's not a lot presented. You don't really ever see a, the threat. It's more of an Implied. ominous presence. Yeah. Um, there's a tent scene. I'm sure you've heard about it. The tent scene. No. Fucking awesome. Incredible. I yeah. Okay. I know nothing about it's this. It's breakneck other than pacing. Insane. You get the first person view, so you feel like you're in it. You know, you only see what the camera, what it's meant to, and, and that adds to the claustrophobia or the, or the um, element of it. And um, yeah, it's just it's fucking awesome. It's it's an incredible movie. Eighty one minutes, short and sweet, breakneck pace. You never get bored. Super entertaining. Um, and yeah, I fucking loved it and loved it even more, even more than when I first watched it about ten years ago. So um, this is a five star banger. Oof. And then, did wow. you have any? You had a couple. Oh, actually, you two. Yeah, we watched the same one. You, ta you two can yeah. talk about a movie. Together. We can. 
Did you watch that because I watched it or you just randomly watched it? I have no idea what you're talking about. Jennifer's Body. I just watched it. (laughs) Oh, what? You just watched it? Because, dude, I went on Letterboxd and I saw you had it rated and I was like, oh, when did... When did Jacob watch this? And literally, I, I watched, that, watched it last week. Yeah, I watched it last week. No, that's not why, actually. Uh, we were, uh, Alyssa was over last night, and I was like, let's watch a Halloween movie. And she's like, oh, I have this like picture saved of like a bunch of Halloween movies on streaming services. And I was like, pick whatever one you want. I I have to agree to it, though. And she chose Jennifer's Body. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I haven't watched that. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. It's been years if I, I have. I've seen it. Yeah, I saw it. Back in high school, almost. Yeah. When was it? Around high school. Yeah, high school. Came yeah, out like 2008, 2008 wasn't it? Or 2009? <laughs> Nine. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it was I, high I, school. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And I remember liking it. So, I was because I remember wanting to watch it because I thought it was going to be stupid. I'm just like, whatever. And because I had Megan Fox and it was a horror movie, I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty good. And I want to see if I still would think it was pretty good today. And I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was great, actually. I mean, it's it's 100 percent knows what it's going for like it's meant to be over the top and cheesy but mm. at the same time like it does it so well it's just like such a fun movie to watch yeah it's um definitely very self-aware which i appreciate um i think it's actually really funny it's sometimes too it's like too quirky and that definitely is due to diablo cody's writing but for the most part it's pretty well written and um i like a lot of the jokes thrown in and just how self-aware it is and that it's you know this i, I like how it's the villain is different too than like a lot of horror movies like uh, yeah there's like the demonic angle and satan but like you never really see like an actual like succubus be like the the main <laughs> villain in anything right yeah so yeah i thought that was interesting and i, I thought it was like a vampire. Dance, i remember it being like a vampire movie but then that's probably just my dumbass you know high school brain like not really <laughs> getting what it what a succubus was so yeah i mean it just like mixed genres in such a interesting way that it's just not i mean it was so unique and i i don't know why this movie was so hated cuz it even now it doesn't really have a great score but yeah it's pretty uh, divided actually it has like five stars and then like middle <laughs> yeah it's um i can see like people thinking you know maybe the expectations and then subverting those expectations might have set some people off i don't i don't know but um i haven't really looked at like the critical response to it but it, it seems like it would get you know a decent amount of love critically there are some. I, mean, I it's definitely, is, it's far from a perfect movie. There's things that, like, yeah, character-wise, that I don't love, and, um, you know, some things, some developments, and basically the ending too. I didn't love the ending. Like, I loved everything up to, I guess, the prom, and even a little bit after that. But, um, or what do they call it? Snowflake dance or something? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, whatever it was. Uh, all of that stuff was was pretty great, and. Um, just like the ending. I like how it's told uh, even out of order too, a little bit. Like they kind of tell you where it's going to end and like it's a story. She's like telling us this story and I just feel like yeah. for a people go into it expecting like a basic high school horror movie and it's it's more than that. So. Yeah. And I mean, this is definitely the best thing Megan Fox ever has done. 
Transformers yeah, one. <laughs> and her like her bad acting is even kind of used like in a it's positive like way here. This. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it makes it comes off as it like because the movie is so self-aware that even though like maybe she's not trying to be that way, but it just fits so perfectly with how the movie is angled and like what it's going for that just fits. Exactly. Yeah. Her her bad acting is used as like a performance booster rather than like a hindrance. So yeah. it, it works like really it well. It works. Yeah. I and I was happy that I enjoyed it. Probably maybe even more than I did back then. So yeah, they like don't. I still had some good taste then. Yeah, it holds up pretty well. It um, they don't rely too heavily on like special effects or anything, but like the stuff that you know, the shots that they do use are they look fine. Um, yeah, the tongue burning with the lighter and stuff. Yeah, uh, like her, you know, unhinging her jaw and shit like that. You know, all that's yeah. fine. They they use like some cool shots of shadows and stuff like that, and it's like a you might look at it and say it's cliche, but it's you know, it's like it's homage to a lot of different horror movies to too. There's yeah. there's horror movies that it's supposed to be that. Yeah, that use that all the time. Um but yeah, pretty much up until up until the end out it was yeah, really, really I like, agree. Yeah. The end was what took me down yeah. a bit, but I still otherwise I thought I would have probably liked it even more. But I it didn't drop in enough for me to go down more than where I was. But I thought it was great. Yeah, it's still great and it's super easy watch. Uh pacing is great. Yeah, it goes like I said. It kind of goes back and forth too. Like it opens from where it's going to end, and then it kind of goes back to their relationship. And then at one point, there's another story told where it goes back to an earlier part in the movie, and you kind of get to see that how that played out. Um, and I love love the idea too at the beginning where there's a, just a swirling hole that nobody knows where it goes. Oh it's just yeah, like, I, <laughs> I don't just, know why I love it. that. <laughs> It just works perfectly for it because yeah, they're just like, yeah, this small town, but it has this vortex to hell <laughs> just forever. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I ended up giving it a 3.5. I gave it a four. Uh, in line with how our ratings usually go, Jacob. It's perfect. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, back to you. Um, Watched. Um, a Shutter original named called Whoa. Um, not much to say about this. Whoa. Um, had <laughs> it had a lot of it w- looked great, acting was suffice. Um, but <laughs> just the overall satisfaction at the end, the way it all wraps up, just kind of came to a screeching halt, and it the ending just completely sucked. Um, it took a lot to took a long time to get where it was going and then by the time I got there a you didn't a either you didn't care or b like me it just fucking sucked so um looks good cool visuals but um yeah ultimately didn't love it um ended it at a 4 um and then you mean a 2 wanted a comment or 2 sorry <laughs> 4 <laughs> out of 10 yeah yeah i got you <coughs> Um, then I watched um, another Shutter original um, directed by Chloe Orkuna, who did a segment of VHS uh, 94. I liked VHS 94. I can't remember which segment she did, um, but I liked that one. Uh, the VHS a lot or the VHS as a whole quite a bit. So um, dove into this. Um, Brad, our friend Brad Buer, also from Cinema, Cinema Speak. Um, rose really high on this movie. Um, 
So piqued my interest. Um, and Brad, don't see where you're coming from on this one. Um, Ouch, shot was fire, cool. Brad. Yeah, it just felt a little uninspired, and and um, it just it's been it's it was it's been done. The basic premise, I mean, it's in the title. There's a there's like this person watching, um, but they like try and flip it and add that they're they go to Romania, so like that's kind of like an the new angle of a story that's been told plenty of times. So. Um, nothing really new here, um, but yeah, like I liked how it looked. Acting was good. Uh, I like Michael Monroe. Oh, um, what's his nuts from Devs? Uh, I can never yeah. think of his name. Carl, Carl Glusman, Carl, Carl Glusman, and he's in Neon oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in Neon Demon and Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's all right. I I don't think he's get real. Anything, he's probably the but... fucking best part of the movie. No, Michael Monroe's <laughs> better for sure. But nonetheless, um, good, not great. Uh, mid plus, or actually mid on the nose for Kyle standards. Uh, I gave it a three star. Cool, and cool. And I only have one more, so. Okay. Um, I have two more that I'm going to talk about. Jacob, how many? Uh, one. Okay, I'll go. Um, so I'm going to start off by saying I did watch um, two other movies, horror movies. I rewatched The Wailing, and I also watched I nice. Saw the Devil for the first time. But I'm not going to really? speak about them yeah. on this show. Um, I watched them as a double feature, uh, and I was a guest on Cinephiles Digest, uh, the Digest podcast that they dedicate to um, horror movies where they do a horror double feature and there's some kind of tie-in between the two movies. Um, so if you want to hear thoughts on those movies, you're going to have to go to Cinephiles Digest show and listen to that episode. Uh, should I don't be out. listen to that shit to find it. <laughs> should be out shortly <laughs> after this episode is published. So, um, in fairness, um, people can hear what you think of The Wailing. In your top 100 yeah. and your top 10 horror movies of the decade. But well, maybe he changed his true. mind. That's true. But Let we me, uh, oh wait, we do have an interesting... Reaction now, you didn't change your mind. No, no, no. We have an interesting discussion on The Wailing because um, there's someone that's never seen it and then there's somebody that changed their tune on it a little bit, slightly. So interesting discussion on that. And then I Saw the Devil as a first watch. Uh, we'd go deep into both movies. So definitely like that. recommend that. that. And obviously Matt was just on... Uh, on this episode talking to us about Halloween ends. So that's his podcast. Definitely go check it out. So I'm going to save those uh, thoughts on those for you guys. Just go listen to that. Uh, the movie I am going to talk about is Elvis. Baz Luhrmann's oh, yeah. Elvis. I've been interested in hearing about your thoughts on this. Cause I almost watched it a couple of times, but I'm just like, eh, I'm not that interested. It's weird because it's a movie that I would I would recommend like everybody watch, but also that like I don't really like or get <laughs> that much. Um, it's okay. If you're familiar with Boz Lerman, he definitely has a style. Whether that works or not for you is totally subjective. Doesn't work for me. And I didn't love Gatsby either. So he. I, it, this is like a the most common criticism of this movie so i'm just you know it sounds like i'm just parroting what other people have said but it's true 
this movie is literally just a Wikipedia article of Elvis's life. And the things that they choose to focus on and linger on are so fucking confusing to me because he led such an interesting and complex life that like, why are we focusing on a good 30 minutes to like his Christmas special like this? Like it's I get why like there's there's pivotal decisions and moments during that. But like it's to me, there's a lot other interesting things to focus on. I don't know why we're focusing on this. Why are we focusing on his Las Vegas show when like, I don't know, the transitional periods, like the things that they skip over, you're like, wait, why? What? We're moving on past that already? <laughs> like, it's so confusing. And they try to put it, the um, the narrative device, or what's that called? The Whatever. The, the opening, <laughs> how they get into the story is through the colonel's eyes, right? Uh, Tom Hanks, the guy that manages him. But then they don't, they don't like change the story enough or tell it through his eyes to like make that work. So it's kind of just like you're, you're thrown into this and it's very like the style and him, you have to see it. I don't, it's, it's hard to explain just like the way that they they get into it um, through the colonel's eyes, and then it just like reverts back to a basic standard biopic narration. Like he is kind of narrating certain parts of it, but it's not like he's an unreliable narrator. Where it's like, oh, Elvis is seen in this bad light, and um, we're you know you have to take everything with a grain of salt because you're actually hearing it from the colonel's perspective. It's not really like that, so I don't know why they chose to do that in the first place. It's just very confusing choices and I don't know, didn't care for it that much. Um, Austin Butler's performance is good, but people are going like crazy for it. I think that's just because like he embodied him so well, like his performance wasn't like anything spectacular. It was really good. I think he'll probably get nominated for an Oscar, but I I think maybe just the hype and everything kind of, like built it up to what it uh, maybe more higher than it should have been um, for me. Yeah, I think he just embodied Elvis really well. I don't, I don't, I didn't really see anything in the performance that stood out. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's kind of a mess of a movie. Um, super weird choices, stylistically also very odd. Um, a lot of like multi. Um, frame shots how like not like a split screen but like there's like six six images going on at one time (laughs) yeah basically like a stitch yeah like an image stitch of like there's like six different things going on at once um yeah didn't didn't care for it i ended up uh, like it's watatable but like it's also almost three hours so that brings it down to it's the reason I haven't watched it yet is because I'm not that interested, and it's two and oh, like two and a half hours long. Yes, yeah. I, you it know is this crazy. is gonna get nods for fucking best actor and probably best like costume design. Costume design, I guarantee it. Really? Yeah, this is Oscar Beatty. You think so? For like what it is, yeah. You I mean, a, I literally know nothing a about music it. Icon. The only reason I even heard about this because there were so many TikToks about him, and like be talking like Elvis and I'm just people like people love this shit yeah they were eating it up they're like 
I just saw so many TikToks about this. I'm like, should I watch this movie? And then I just see that it looks very mid. And I'm like, mm, two and a half hours for this. Yeah, and then Kyle, you're not selling me. <laughs> um, he said as a film lover, it. yeah, I I wouldn't. If you know nothing about Elvis, it might be more interesting. Um, I mean, I guess I didn't really know that much, but I still wasn't that interested. I read the entire <laughs> Wikipedia about Elvis. So like, well, then you've before, seen the movie already. Without so, watching yeah. this, yeah. Did he eat a peanut butter and banana sandwich? He did like that. That's the ultimate question. Uh, not in the movie, so. Well, fuck this movie. Then this movie is not Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he die miss. on a toilet? Huge miss from Boz. All right. Jacob, you want to? Or Josh and then yeah. Jacob? Nope, Jacob, go, I'll go, and then you can end it. Okay. All right, so I could be really quick. I watched a movie called Set It Up. I'm surprised, Josh. Have you seen this? I never heard of it. I'm surprised because it's right up your alley. It's a rom-com. I don't like rom-coms. I like dramas. (laughs) I like dramedies. Well, okay, this is... this. I mean, aren't rom-coms kind of dramedies, though? No, Jacob. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like, it's worth... It's definitely worth a watch. It was just... Is it Indian? Is it... Is it indie? Because uh, if it's not indie, it's, it's by Claire Scallon. <laughs> Sounds indie enough. She's to done me. like three other movies. Unbreakable. Oh, oh Unbreakable it's got my Kimmy. boy. It's okay. got my girl in it. That has like good reviews. Zoe Deutsch. Yeah. No, she was great. That was see. I'm not. I don't love Ron. Wait, is this the Netflix original? It is. Yeah, I started original. it. I didn't. I didn't finish it though. So it. I don't. You, don't, you were acting like genre. I've never heard of it. Oh yeah, I started it. I watched. <laughs> oh it. yeah, I started. <laughs> well, yeah, they're like interns. They're like interns, yes, and yeah. then they so they try and set up their like bosses, and so then you got they end up falling in love. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Never, I never. I don't even know what I'm, that is. What, what the fuck is that? I, it's this is how it ends, right? <laughs> Jesus, Christ. it's it's about that's Bo- exactly what it's Bobby about. and Michelle, yeah. and they. No, I'm just yeah. So I mean, it's pretty standard rom com. But it is elevating the fact that it's actually like pretty witty and the chemistry between the two leads, uh, Zoe, whatever. Zoe Deutsch. Yeah. And, and then what, Homeboy from Top Gun. Yeah. Glenn. Glenn. No, Charlie Young. <laughs> his, his name's name Glenn, Glenn in, in the movie. Yeah. Are, is really good. So like their back and forth is funny and it's just, they feel, it feels very natural. No. And just, his name is Glenn in real life, you idiot. His name is Glenn Powell. Whatever. His name is Charlie Young in yeah, the movie. Glenn. Whatever. <laughs> Jacob's confusing the fuck out of me. Like it matters. He who cares Glenn. about Glenn. I was like, no, I think it's Glenn. I think his name is Glenn in real life. His name is Glenn. It's Charlie in the movie. Glenn, Charlie. Hey, whatever. I don't want a thousand, you know, comments and emails because every time we make is a mistake. actually Glenn in real life. Yeah, exactly. We get tons of emails and questions like, you messed this up. Sorry. Nope, gotta set the record straight. All right, Glenn plays Charlie, but whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and but their chemistry is great. Uh, everything else is pretty standard, cheesy, but it's funny. It's an easy watch. I mean, put this on on a rainy day. Next Netflix and chill rating. Yeah, oh, super high. Brad, not only did I not like your movie as much as you did, we're stealing your bet too. Netflix and chill rating. Just kidding. Five. Five eggplants? No. It's like, <laughs> yeah, five eggplants. I mean, I my girlfriend hates 
horror movies. I made her watch Boo. a few horror movies with me recently. So this was my concession. She wanted to watch this. So I'm like, sure. And I looked it up. I'm like, actually, the reviews aren't that bad. Let's sure. Let's check it out. And it, it sits where it sits. It's not great, but you know, it's an enjoyable, easy watch flies by. Don't have to pay attention at all. And you'll have a good time watching it. I give it a three. Cool. Sweet. Um, my last one, um, I watched a movie called Angel Heart. Um, Kyle, apparently this is on your watch list. Mm-hmm. It um, is. Um, directed by Alan Parker, uh, 1987 flick. Um, won't go too deep into it, um, but it is a it is a um, noir uh, style film. Um, he's a private detective it's like set in the 50s um he's trying to figure out he's trying to do a job for a lewis cipher played by robert de niro which looks he does it is robert de niro but interesting role for him to play doesn't really feel fit his normal um roles that he plays but um does a fine job in it uh mickey rorick is the main character i love mickey rorick uh he kind of had his renaissance in The Wrestler, um, but this was his heyday, and he did a he played a great played a great lead. Um, had some interesting concepts, um, but as noirs mostly do, um, somewhat telegraphed. Um, and I kind of saw what was what was the quote unquote twist that every I guess you don't say quote unquote, but every twist that a noir has. Um, or Neo Noir has, and um, so it's pretty predictable. Um, score is pretty cool, uh, kind of like a '50s jazz um, ensemble. He like visits New Orleans, so like the music changes. He's from Brooklyn, so you get like these jazzy notes, and um, when he's in New York, and then it kind of switches to more um, New Orleans, not a different kind of jazz, more like uh, brass and and things of that nature, but. Uh, score is really cool. The cinematography is actually really, really good. And I think it got some nods for, um, it's kind of known for its cinematography. And I, I feel, I follow the same sentiment with that. Um, but, uh, nothing, like I said, nothing, nothing to blow you away. Um, but very, very solid watch. And it was, it was a little long for me, especially for this horror grind. It was almost pushing two hours. So a little long, but, um, definitely interesting and worth worth the watch so um i ended up landing on a three and a half that one huge all right uh last one for oh one thing i did want to say before uh about elvis not not anything to do with the movie do you know who elvis's granddaughter is this blew my mind when i looked it up what what did you say no Elvita. No. Uh Riley Keo from Zola. I didn't know that. Yes. I did not know I that. I remember hearing that and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Kind of crazy. Because isn't her like her mom was like their what it was obviously his kid, right? Was like the mom or her dad? Um <clears throat> wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Um it's, his daughter I, I, was her mom. Yeah, Elvis's yeah. daughter Elvis's was her daughter. mom. Yeah, that's that's why mom. she has her dad's yeah. last name, not Presley. Right, right. 
yeah, yeah I did. I and do, her mom dated I some like super off. iconic people too. Yeah, I couldn't have pulled it out of my head, but I didn't. I do remember hearing that, and I was blown away too. Yeah, pretty crazy. Okay, um, last one I'll talk about is the latest film from Anna Lily Amapour, my girl. Oh, I guess I didn't even know that was her. Yeah, Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon. Um, so I am a massive fan of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, and I really liked The Bad Batch when I first watched it. I need to rewatch it um, to see where I come down on it now. But uh, yeah, so I was pretty hyped when I found out that I could rent this and watch it right away. And uh, it is definitely up her style um, somewhat. Uh, it, it's... It's saying that it has some of the same um, uh, metaphors and uh, y- you know tone and stuff like that. It's it's kind of this outcast girl who is, uh, you know, the world is kind of looking at her differently and you know, judging her, and she's just trying to make it, you know, just be normal and make it and stuff. And that's basically what her other two movies are. But um, it it. Uh, tonally is is a little bit different than those ones i think the past two might be a little bit darker this is kind of like a more comedic uh kind of like a black comedy um still with a supernatural twist um so going into it i was expecting one thing and then when i was getting something different i was trying to adjust there's tons of scenes that i really like super stylistic it's shot very well um Kate Hudson's performance is actually great. I think her kind of like playing this like grimy role is like perfect for her right now because she used to be like the rom-com queen and like she hasn't really been anywhere in a while and now she's popping up in this movie and I think it's just like a perfect choice for that casting. Um, Jacob's girl is in this, um, the the lead. Um, She's okay. She doesn't have a lot to do. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I was just expecting one thing and got something else, and it was kind of hard to piece together. Like narratively, it it's very, um, what's the word? It's not like driven by. It's not super plot driven. Um, it's kind of just like these these people living their lives more character driven. Um, but yeah, it's. It's enjoyable for sure. I wouldn't, Josh. I don't think you would love this movie, Jacob. I would probably <laughs> no recommend it to you. Um, I but yeah, mean, I liked it for what it was. Sold. I think it could go up on a rewatch. Um, there's, yeah, there's things that I I not crazy about, and I like the I like the stylistic flourishes in her past movies a little bit more, but this one's just more like that it kind of feels like um what's the mo- what's the guy that did the greasy strangler it kind of feels like that mixed with like a Sean Baker movie and directed by Anna Lily Amapour Jim Hosking yeah it feels like a Jim Hosking Sean Baker fucked they had a kid and then Anna Lily Amapour directed the kid to make a movie <laughs> that's what it, that's what Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon is so if anybody that sounds interesting to anybody, check it out. And I, I'm I might rewatch it before the year's over. You know, if 
if cinema is going the way it's still going, might have to uh, force force feed this onto my top ten just to make a statement from a girl, Anna. <laughs> so the other two movies were the same cinematographer. This one was different. Maybe he's the there. You go. Maker. That could be the key. That could be. Uh, it still looks pretty good. There's some. Um, there's like interesting shots and stuff, but yeah, I th- the other two definitely look better for sure. I mean, he did Midsummer and Hereditary, though. Oh, he did too. Like Lyle <laughs> Vincent. Oh, same for this movie. Oh, this one. Yeah. I was talking about the other. Two. Oh, the last one. Okay, I'm talking about this guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he did Midsummer, Hereditary. Yeah, you can see you can see similar shots. Beautiful. Um, from those from those movies that you're talking about, though, Midsummer and Hereditary, like you can see those kind of those kinds of shots in here for sure in this yeah yeah well cool um i will say also jacob i started rings of power i'm three episodes in oh yeah so i won't I'm say now too much but um yeah. maybe we'll do a full review eventually together but uh just to touch on it real quick i am liking it more than house of the dragon because really it is I want to watch the next episode of Rings of Power and like I know what's going on and House of the Dragon is more like if I watch it cool if I don't I don't really care that's kind of where I'm at I'm like flipped actually (laughs) not because of like I mean I think Rings of Power is right now it's just like nothing is happening so where i'm at which i think is about the same where you're at actually yeah, okay. about three i think i'm three episodes done and there's just not as much happened yet whereas like house of dragon which i'm further in i guess i'm caught up on house of dragon. more is happening yeah there's just more happening and i can see like the threads of a bunch of like com- complex <laughs> things and i'm just like waiting for something and Rings of Power, I feel like, is just setting a foundation right now. But that's where, like, Rings of the Power will, like, you'll look back on that after three seasons and be like, wow, season one, that's great. Like, I'm sure the same thing was happening during, like, Game of Thrones season one. Like, it's such a slow buildup. Yeah, Game of Thrones season one had, like, nothing until the end when Ned gets his head cut off. And you're like, what is this show? Yeah, that's my problem with House of the Dragon is, like, it wants to just get through all this stuff so quickly. And I get that if they drew everything out, it, it would take probably a 10 seasons to get through this story alone. Like the, the green versus whatever the fuck tiger Garens or whatever. Yeah. I anyway. hate all the time jumps. Yeah. Yeah. They jump time so much and like just blowing through all this stuff. And like literally the last episode started and like, are you caught up? Yeah. I'm okay. So, up. Yeah. After the last episode started, I'm like, why is Aegon like hiding or running or whatever? I missed, like, did we miss this whole thing? And then it's like, I was I don't know. a little it's confused. Just... Well, I I mean, I kind of understood it based on what was happening before, but I don't know. Rings of Power, I j- it's just like it looks insanely good, and like every the world feels like Lord of the Rings, and it's like building so well. I'm just like, I want something to happen though, <laughs> and but I heard it does end with something happening, so I guess I yeah. just need to finish it. <laughs> well. But I'll just I say mean, I'm enjoying it more. Like all the shit that I all the shit that I heard from like Rings of Power was like I, I don't know. I just feel like it's totally unjustified. I feel like it's very Tolkien esque. Like it's not. It's oh, I agree. It looks a little bit different than the movies because yeah, it's like it's they're trying to do all of this on like, and I know it's 
the budget is even higher, but like it's, it's 56 million an episode. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, they can't, they can't, uh, or they won't do like the practical ways. It just looks a little bit different. So I feel like people are like, I think they it for that. Absolutely incredible. Though. Yeah, no, like it well, looks much more cinematic than house of the dragon. The effects are way better. There's stuff in house of the dragon. that yeah. looks God awful. And it looks terrible. Yeah. yeah. Really? So everything a lot of the looks, cityscapes and, uh, and, House of Dragon don't look great, but like everything, I I expect everything in Rings of Power looks incredible. Yes. And like Weta, there's like Weta who did Lord of the Rings is one of the studios doing it. And like, Rings there's like, power. there's like comedic relief and there's like lightheartedness in Lord of the Rings, but that's always been in Lord of the Rings. And, and like, I feel like, like people yeah. are watching that and be like, they're like, oh, this is so corny and this is so fucking stupid. But it's like, yeah, do you remember? They, re- they watched Lord of the Rings. Yeah, with do fresh, you remember the original trilogy? The like yeah. these thi- these I mean, moments are in the books. And yeah. They were pretty comedy. No, comedic. I don't have those problems at all. I just feel like, I know it's slow, but like that's, I, that's not like a big complaint for me because I'm just expecting that they're just laying a foundation for the next one. Now, if the next season is like this too, then I, maybe. Do you think they get grittier next season or something? I it's not even that I need that. It's just like there's it's just really feels like it's just setting a stage. Like so far everything just seems like it's setting for a big You know they're gonna have to break that record for House of Dragon or uh Game of Thrones. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings had it, Game of Thrones beat it, they're gonna have to beat it. Yeah, Rings of Power is like I really think it feels like Lord of the Rings to me. It feels like the movies to me like it's hitting that perfectly i do think some of the characters like the actors aren't as good but i don't there's it, a lot more of them yeah yeah it yeah does, and they're not they're like not that, like well-known that, actors i mean Mer- uh merifid clark or whatever like she you know was in uh saint maud saint rose, right saint, saint, saint rose rose yeah. glass was you fucking movie. love that movie you don't even know the fucking class. title <laughs> Same mod. Yeah, Rose Glass was the fucking director. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like Lord of the Rings, the actors in it were like that big of actors at the time either. Like, I know they were known, but like they were. No. They, Elijah Wood, yeah, he did a lot of things, but he wasn't known as like this great, you know, Big O. Morrison. What the fuck was he in before? So like tons, none of them, except maybe uh, Liv Tyler, I guess. But none of them were like. And Ian uh, McGregor. And uh, yeah. Like some, mm. a couple of people and were are uh, Boromir. Too. Yeah, I th- I think the hate for Chun Rings Dean. of Power is Chun just Dean. is way too much. Like it's it's crazy it's, to me. It is, but they they they've hated it before it even came out. Like it was uh, no. so hated That's what before sucks. that it was even came out. Like, yeah. What's the what's the people that do? That? I love the dwarf, but what's like, the, what are they what are I they called when they review when they do negative reviews? Yeah, yeah, like before it even That's comes all out. it is. Like people love to hate this show and like I think it is good so far, but I feel it setting planting the seeds to be like one of the greatest ever. But right now it's just like it's not it's Get slow. Before you it's walk, slow, you know. But like they already know they have the money. Like it's already set to be however many seasons. I think four or something. I think they've four were green lit already. Yeah. So like yeah. they already know they have those like green lit set. They have the money. It's Amazon, infinite money. Which might be dope because like uh Breaking Bad, yeah, it was written in five seasons. Like yeah. it was written start to finish. So we're the first X amount of seasons. I of mean, look at Game of, Game Thrones. of Thrones. It was absolutely incredible and then fell on its face. So hopefully these four seasons are already written 
and they yeah. have the idea and it's just execution. Now. And that's what I'm watching it like that. Like, yeah, House of Dragon has a lot more going on. It's more exciting, but Rings of Power, it, I can, it's a long, it's a slow burn. We like, love slow burns. Yeah, it's a slow burn and I feel it's going to pay off. And I mean, I already heard <laughs> by the end it does, but so I just need to catch up. I'm behind. And I need yeah. to start. And yeah, that's, it looks incredible though. Like the high, if you look at the highest rated episode two, I know for a fact it's the one with like the biggest battle scene, and that's just like yeah. a, such a problem with culture now and like TV culture is like the the episodes with the battles and things going on. Like I feel like House of the Dragon puts like a a huge moment in every episode, so that way people yeah. will stay hooked and stay watching it, and that leads people to believe it's good, but it's not that doesn't make it good. Like, yeah, the show is good. I will say it's good, but it is overrated as fuck. People saying that it's better than rings of power. is just blowing my mind. Like, I don't know. The the whole like thing. Like I I don't want to sound like a boomer, but it it fucking is definitely that. (laughs) It's a thing. Cause like if they went back and watched game of Thrones, like game of Thrones had like no budget the first like season, like it never even showed a battle because they couldn't afford to show a battle. Like they would only show the aftermath of battles because they like, that was a time when shows just didn't have that kind of budget. Like it was totally different for its time to even have the budget it did. So like if they went back, if that came out today, people would be like, Oh, this show sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But, like literally barely anything happened, but it was just so good because the character moments and the burn. And then obviously the end of the first season was one of the main characters dying. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I thought he was going to be in all seven, like till the end. Unless Sean Bean. Yeah. He died. Yeah. He's the best dyer, right? He's, he's yeah. great, he's at, great dying. at dying. <laughs> I agree. Okay. That's, uh, that's it for me. Is it for everybody else? Anything else to say? Yep. No. Okay. Well, that wraps us up here. Um, next week, Jacob will be gone. Thank God. Uh, so I'm we're going to bring on a guest for the show. Um, not totally confirmed yet. We have an idea, but uh, we'll wait till it's hundred uh, percent. You'll just hear. You'll just fucking hear it on the episode, I guess. Uh, but next week we are reviewing the latest installment in the VHS series. I have no idea what the fuck it's called. Josh, do you know what this one's called? Yeah, ninety nine VHS ninety nine okay. VHS ninety nine. Uh, back to VHS. We've always been. No, I thought like viral was the last VHS one. viral. Yeah, so and then it it's always said like it's always been VHS something though, right? Yeah, they, no, I meant 80. like the old ones were on VHS tapes. They still are. <laughs> Oh, I thought viral. Well, was like viral a was a, it was YouTube. Yeah, yeah well, that okay. was dumb though. Thank you. Yeah, that's why I did, that's why I was getting it. But yes, all the VHSs are. That's why they're in the the era that they are. Yeah, I yeah. loved the original too. First time. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that uh, next week. It'll be a little bit easier uh, to get that in. I doubt we're gonna do like a main review of Black Adam or anything. I know that's the big release, but um, it's kind of getting shit on critically and. Uh, we don't give a fuck. So we're going to do what we want. Good. <laughs> it's horror. It's uh, it's October. It's October. It's October yeah. So yeah, we're going to do VHS. That'll be, that'll be fun. Um, so stay tuned for that. If you want to uh, send us a question or a comment, you can email us at Southern cinema podcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram at Southern cinema podcast. I'm on letterboxd and untapped at the KG project. 
I'm on both of those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Basically, every time I listen to this show and every time I'm on this show, Kyle forgets the beer part of your show. Maybe that's part of the <laughs> and You guys have now. to be like, oh, yeah. are you forgetting something, Kyle? <laughs> hey, it's it's all a bit. It's a bit. It's anyway. a bit, man. It's, it's a running it's, bit at this point.